you're passionate about transforming retail operations and improving performance, plus you're accountable for key change projects and programs in your company, then you're in the right place. Welcome to the Retail Transformation Show with me, Oliver Banks. Hello, hello, and how are you today? Welcome to episode four of the Retail Transformation Show. I am, of course, Oliver Banks, and today I'm really excited to get into some of the details about how you actually approach a new transformation. So last time in episode three, we were, of course, talking about understanding the challenge, the real challenge that you have to take on for your transformation and how that builds into a goal. Well, this time, episode four, we're going to be moving on from there, taking that goal, turning it into something tangible and really getting into the nitty gritty of setting up that transformation for you. Today, I've got four stages to help you get started with making that transformation goal a successful reality. Those four stages are defining tangible outputs and structure, laying out plans, setting up the team, and building support. You can find all of the show notes for this episode over at obandco.uk slash 004. obandco.uk slash 004. So let's get on with the show. First up, you've got to be able to define the tangible output and structure that your transformation needs. Here, you need to be able to break down your transformation goal into more manageable chunks. Now, this, of course, begs that age-old question, how do you eat an elephant? Well, the answer is one bite at a time, as I'm sure you know. And here, it's exactly the same for turning your goals, your elephant, into tangibles, a bite. So you need to be able to, to, to break it down. And the best way of doing this, to be honest, is simply asking how over and over again. How can I do this? How can I do this? This will allow you to go deeper and deeper, more and more specific until you get a really good understanding of the work involved to be able to deliver the transformation. Now, of course, it may be that you don't actually know what the answer is yet. You just know what the problem is and what the goal is. But by asking how, you'll be able to dive into that same challenge for yourself and really understand what are the elements that I need to be able to do to be able to define the transformation. As you're doing this, you're going to need to work out what functions, what organizational functions are likely to be involved. And you'll also probably need work streams as well. If it's a a sizable transformation, you'll want to add work streams to divide up the work into more manageable chunks and also add some structure. Now, to be honest, these work streams are likely to be very closely related to the functional areas that we were just talking about very briefly. These are areas that have major involvement in the work. Now, a work stream is essentially a program of work or a sub-program. It has a similar theme and it runs for a long duration, possibly even the whole of your transformation journey. It's highly likely that the different work streams will interact and merge with each other. But by separating them, you're adding structures to help understand your transformation, to help communicate it, and ultimately to help manage it and deliver it. So within each work stream, 
you'll also be able to identify the major pieces of work that will go into the overall transformation. These are your projects. Now, a project is a defined piece of work to deliver part of the overall transformation. So by now, you have an idea of what your goal is, how that breaks down into different tangible pieces of work with work streams and projects all defined to deliver the overall goal. We're well on the way now to being able to approach transformation to deliver a successful outcome. The second stage of getting the approach right is to lay out the plans. With your work streams and your outline of what projects you'll need in place, you now need to work out the order in which to do it and the timelines involved. Start up by working out the dependencies between the different projects. Now, most obviously, this is where one piece of work relies on another output. So, for example, a new feature which needs to roll out relies on an IT system overhaul first. So you'd have the IT system overhaul project, and then you'd be able to have the new feature roll out. But you also need to be thinking about different sorts of dependencies as well. You could have manpower, so where a particular person or a particular group of people, or even skills, are in short supply and high demand. You could need to look at dependencies around budget, where money is needed for multiple different projects, but there's a really limited amount available in the P&L. And you could even consider dependencies around headspace. Now, this is the mental capacity to be able to take on huge elements of transformation at one moment in time. And this could be your headspace. It could be your project team's headspace or the organization's headspace, particularly those impacted by the changes, especially if they've got a day job to do as well. Now you need to define reasonable timings for each project. So you've got the the approximate order they need to go in and the dependencies. Now look at the timings. By breaking down into more detail into the into the work streams and into the projects, you're going to be able to be much more precise with the outline timings of your overall transformation. You'll also be able to define if the deployment phase is going to be better done as a phased rollout where bits are introduced one by one and where you get to be able to realize the benefits bit by bit as you approach the overall goal and the end of the transformation. The alternative way of approaching deployment is a big bang. This is deploying everything all at once. Lots of change, lots of potential pain and risk, but essentially think of it as ripping off the plaster or the band-aid, right? Get it over and done with quickly. Here, you get the benefit all in one go, but it may take longer to get to that stage. And of course, as I mentioned, there is that risk as well to deal with. The other consideration that you really need to to think about quite carefully is, of course, if there is a defined endpoint for your transformation. Now, this could be led by perhaps new legislation, a new law, or a particular event, or even a company milestone. Now, if you do have a defined endpoint, you must have the transformation complete by a particular date or a particular quarter or month, whatever that looks like. It's likely to be a problem for you. Let me tell you why. It's likely that you're going to need to do some internal negotiation because the ideal time 
is most likely to take longer than you have available. Almost always that way in my experience. And now it's your job to be able to work out how to best squeeze the transformation of all the different projects and pieces of work into a smaller time frame. Now, there are several different ways you can go about doing it. And we should actually probably cover that in, in a future episode of the Retail Transformation Show. But for now, know that it's a topic you need to dive into. But it does actually remind me. First up, thank you for listening to this episode of the Retail Transformation Show. But I'm also really keen to know, are there any particular topics that you'd like me to dive into in future episodes? You can let me know by emailing me at oliver.banks at obandco.uk or you can connect with me on LinkedIn to share your thoughts. Just look up Oliver Banks and look out for my picture with the green circular border. The third element is about setting up your team, setting up your team to deliver a successful transformation. This is critical, as is the next stage as well, by the way. And you've got to be able to do a really great job of this. Now, unless you're some sort of multi-skilled, never-sleeping, uber-productive transformation ninja, it's likely you're going to need other people to help you deliver on your business's transformation goals. Now, the first stage here is to define what specialist skills or key roles are going to be needed. Now, this is another topic we could go into so much more detail for. But right now, we're going to stay relatively high level and we'll come back and dive back into it in more detail in the future. So once you understand the specialist skills or the key roles that you're going to need, the next stage is to shortlist people that could be a good fit. Look at your network, ask your network, ask trusted contacts and colleagues. Build a shortlist of who could be a good fit and from there you can go about recruiting them. Now this could be a literal recruitment, as in bringing someone in from outside of the company for a particular role. Or it could be internal recruitment, where the person already works within the company and you're either looking to bring them into your team temporarily or part-time, or maybe even full-time. There is a final type of recruitment, though, an emotional recruitment, where you've found the right person, but you need to win their heart over to get them on board and help them help you. Now, don't underestimate the time it takes to build capability in your team either. If you're bringing in uh, the right attitudes, but they don't have the right skills, you're going to need to help train them. Now, I'm a big believer in thinking that if something can be done by someone, then it can be learned by someone else. But I also subscribe to the fact that you can't expect someone to perhaps go on a training course on Monday and then be instantly available and productive using all those new skills on Tuesday. So allow time for that capability to build up and also allow time to help from from your perspective, allow your time to help build that capability, to coach, to to mentor, to, to help fill in some of the blanks. Now, of course, you'll want to integrate your transformation team building processes with your company resource planning techniques and processes as well. Ultimately, of course, you do need to be able to sign off an approved budget to be able to bring in a team that allows you to make real progress. 
So the final stage is once your team has started to get on board, you can kick off the transformation. Now here I'm talking about a kickoff meeting, a real meeting, where your team can understand the challenge, the company's predicament, and can start to define the solution together. The first session should have an element of meet and greet to help break the ice of a new team. And you'll also want to talk about the problem statement, the goals, and lots more information too. Now the fourth and final stage of setting up your transformation is by building support. This is all about stakeholders. Stakeholders are going to be critical for you. You need to start off early in the transformation life cycle by identifying who your stakeholders are. You need to be able to work out who are the key players. Where do they stand? What do they think? What do they feel about the challenge? Do they even recognize the challenge? Do they accept it? Do they feel the pain? Would they feel the win of being able to solve that challenge? You need to define the MVPs, the most valuable players that are going to help you drive this transformation forward and get it over the line. Now, they don't necessarily need to be in the project team, but you do need to be aware of them so you can help look after them. Now, when you're building support, there's a big watch out here for you. Many people love to have an opinion. Many people love to have an opinion on what's right for the transformation. But relatively few people have a valid and reasonable opinion that should be considered. Your goal is working out who's one of the many and who's one of the few that you need to be listening to. Too many voices will distract you. It will pull your transformation in so many different directions that it gets confusing and it gets disparate and it ultimately gets blown off course and it won't deliver the goals that the organization, that the business needs. So that brings us back around to take a bit of a helicopter view of the four stages you need to do to set up a successful retail transformation. The four stages we went through today were 1. Defining the tangible output and structure. This is about turning your goals into work streams and projects and understanding how that sort of huge nebulous goal breaks into something more meaningful. The next one was about laying out plans, deciding the order of play, understanding dependencies and timelines and building out that forecast look of the future. In number three, we had about setting up the team and it's really important to get that best crew in place. And finally, building support, getting stakeholders ready to come on the transformation journey with you. Now, if you're on the journey of delivering retail transformation, whether you're at the beginning or whether you're already partway through that journey, you should subscribe to the podcast right now to ensure we don't miss each other on our weekly show. And if you know someone else that would love this, please share it with them. I'm sure they'll appreciate it. And I know I would. And I thank you in advance for that. So you can check out the latest podcast episodes, of course, on the website at obandco.uk slash listen. That's obandco.uk slash listen.
I do really appreciate you tuning in. And I'd love to know what you're thinking of the podcast so far. Just email me at oliver.banks at obnco.uk and it'd be great to hear from you. So until the next episode, have a great week and I'll catch you then.